Hi, I'm David. And I'm Aaron. And this is The Travel Before we start off this episode, we have an important message. So our sponsor for today is Podscribe. So Podscribe makes it easy to transcribe any of your podcast episodes. So if you would like to have your podcast transcribed, podcast uh, Podscribe is definitely for you. They have made it so easy for us and we'll actually get an email within just 30 minutes of uploading our podcast episode. Podscribe can also embed the transcript on your website. If you have a podcast or you like to start one, we would highly encourage you to use Podscribe. So this is very important. If you say that you came from the Travel Bros and sign on for a whole year, you will receive your entire backlog transcribed. And the easiest way to find our official Podscribe page is to go on our official website, thetravelbrospodcast.com. And under Sidebar Widgets, there's a link. You can check out Podscribe's website simply by typing podscribe.ai. Thank you so much, Podscribe, for helping us with our transcript. So before we start off with the fun fact, I have a huge announcement. So next week, uh, in one week from today, we will have Lori Bond, who is high up at Royal Caribbean. We will announce her official job title next weekend, but she is super high up in the Royal Caribbean corporate office, and she's going to be coming onto our podcast next weekend for an extra long episode, and that'll be very special. So please do not forget to listen to the Travel Bros next weekend for our most special episode. So we're just going to hop right into the episode with our fun fact for today. So the fun fact for today is Carnival Fantasy is Carnival's oldest ship that has been sailing. Carnival now announced that they sold Carnival Fantasy and they're scrapping it. This is long overdue because the ship was very dated and its maiden voyage was in 1990. Generally speaking, cruises aren't supposed to be functioning for longer than 15 years before they um, are sold. So, David, are you glad that this old, super old cruise ship is now going off the market and really doesn't have any consumers anymore? But I'm happy because it's so old. They shouldn't have even had this for, I, they should have sold it 10 years ago, probably, because even though generally speaking, it shouldn't be longer, or it should, shouldn't be longer than 15 years. I think that specific ship shouldn't yeah. have been longer than 10 years because the kind of model and the design of it had to have constant renovations and maintenance work. And I think it should, it was long overdue. What about you? And I could not agree more. It's actually really frustrating. I, I kind of don't know what's going on with Carnival because they had so many years. And in 2016 was its last refurbishment, I believe, which in and itself is a long time. Four years of that refurbishment is actually a long time for a cruise. But that's not the big issue. When they refurbished the Fantasy, they did stuff like that they claimed would be huge, like add water slides and do all this stuff. But with ships that old, Water slides aren't important. What's important is making the interior not look so old like you're from the 80s when you walk in. And look, I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. Carnival, as you said, cruises are not supposed to be. I've spoken to an expert, 15, 20 years max. And this cruise has been going since 1990. It was its oldest ship that was still being used. And Aaron, I, I'm so happy that they finally decided to do this. And I'm sorry if I kind of got a little kind of angry there, but like it's Honestly, Aaron, like, as you said, it's a really, really long overdue. Yeah, so we're just going to get started right to the episode for today. So this is the, our first episode of Season 3, and we would like to tell you a short intro on what it's about. Season 3 will focus on different countries in Europe. So let's get started right into the episode. Our country for this episode is Holland. 
Many of you know the Netherlands or Holland to be a diverse place with large builder buildings, but the countryside is much more interesting than that. Unlike the United States, farms in the Netherlands have no fences to keep the animals from leaving. They simply build a small stream around the area so when a baby cow or sheep stumbles in, they nearly drown. The farmers with a um, kind of take the animals out of the stream within a couple hours so they learn not to do this again. This method is very smart because it teaches the animals lessons about trying to escape. The countryside also has some small towns that have amazing chocolate shops better than in Amsterdam itself. My family and I traveled to Holland during Christmas time and they had so many decorations around the churches and shops. The only disadvantage of going during Christmas time is that it gets very cold and rainy. David, while you were in the Netherlands, did you travel to any rural areas or in the countryside areas? So Aaron, that's actually a really good question. So I was in the Netherlands, as you know, but our listeners don't. I was in the Netherlands about a year, maybe I was in the Netherlands about either half a year or a year and a half before you. And I was there in the summer and I did travel to many rural areas. I believe we actually took the same tour as you. So not, we were staying in Amsterdam, which I'm about to talk about, but we did, we took a private tour to like many small cities and it was really nice. We went to a cheese factory. I think you went there too. We also went to a windmill, which was really nice. And we went to a lot of other small towns and it was really fun. Yeah, David, honestly, the highlight of the tour that we took, and I know I'm remembering now we did take the same tour around Amster- around the Netherlands, and my favorite part of it, I know you hate cheese, but my favorite part was I the cheese, cheese factory. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But yeah, I remember was- visiting there. That was pretty <clears throat> interesting. It was really exciting, and even though the cheese, I'm not going to lie, I love cheese, but that cheese, it was very good and high quality. But I preferred the cheese in the small towns that we went to because it just was more generic and it seems more like, you know, flavors of cheese that you generally get like Swiss, American, or yeah, yeah, all of that, you know, like it wasn't like a lot of weird cheeses, whereas at the cheese factory, they had a lot of different types. Yeah. So now a very big city that Aaron and I have both been to in the Netherlands is, of course, as I just mentioned, Amsterdam. So there's so many things about Amsterdam that are only once in a lifetime that you can see there. Some good and some, I'll just say, different. There are gorgeous museums that you can visit with amazing art. You can go on tours, go on bike cabs, and do so much more. In fact, biking is so popular here that that's actually how most people get around, even more than cars. There are biking garages there that are so full that you can't even see any space between bikes. I heard that here, just like in the US, like we drive to school, the parents drop their kids off there on bikes. Now let's move on to the kind of different things about Amsterdam. So I can't go into too much detail, but here marijuana is legal. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, as I just said, but it's very important to remember that you cannot, especially if you're over the age of 18, do not mix up coffee shops with cafes because there are a huge difference there. Cafes are like they are here. You can have breakfast, you can have snacks, some treats, some pastries. We went to a really good cafe and got a slice of apple pie, best apple pie I've had in my life. However, coffee shops, all the food there has cannabis in it. So if you go to the coffee shop and order food, they'll just assume that you know it has cannabis and won't even mention it. So be careful. As I just said, if you're over the age of 18, walk into a coffee shop, order a food, 
just like a pastry or something. It has marijuana. They will just assume you know that even if you don't. So do not eat it. And I'm also especially going to not go into too much detail about this, but something that's a big tourist attraction there, it's called the Red Light District. Do research on this all by yourself because I cannot talk about this. I'm 15, but Amsterdam is amazing. They have so many fun things. As I said, gorgeous museums, once in a lifetime, amazing tours, amazing rural areas, amazing canals, and the rural areas, as, as you all know, are outside of Amsterdam. But in general, this whole city is just amazing. Aaron, what did you think of Amsterdam? Because I know that's where you stayed too. Yes, so Amsterdam was amazing in my opinion, and I actually had the same issue going into it as a tourist where I at first thought the coffee shops were, as you said, they're not actually coffee, but at first I thought they were, so we well, they have stumbled coffee, in. I think. Yes, but we stumbled into a coffee shop one time by accident, and as David said, they sell marijuana, and they put marijuana and cannabis into basically all of their food items, coffees, beverages, and everything like that. A really popular thing there is smoking, and you will definitely tell if you go to Amsterdam, you can just smell smoke, cigarettes, and marijuana in the air, which is not really a good thing. But, you know, it's something very special and unique to that area. And, in fact, that's actually why a lot of American tourists used to go over to Amsterdam. But since cannabis and marijuana was le became legalized in Colorado, they now began they just to go there. Now they just go there because there's no need to fly nine hours all the way to Europe in order to get marijuana legally. So another amazing thing in Holland is called Orkadine Hove. Orkadine Hove is an amazing indoor park that has parrots, flowers, and even monkeys. All of the animals there are not confined to cages. In fact, if you get lucky, you'll get to hold one. This indoor area has, re has a regulated temperature, humidity, and streams. Orkadine Hove is so big. It even has many hiking trails that go over rivers. In the rivers, they have fish and frogs. And you can even find large lizards there. Sometimes you can even see turtles, but again, that's if you get lucky. You, pay to, you can pay to feed the fish or parrots, but not the monkeys, unfortunately. There are, there are super fun obstacle courses throughout the indoor area, and it is incredible. Just make sure you don't wear anything fancy because chances are you will get wet since there are a lot of the river, since a lot of the rivers are kind of in the obstacle course. It is so hard to believe that all of this is indoors. My family and I got a free tour around because we know the family that owns it. The family that owns it also has a, some cousins that live in Houston, which is how we know the family. It was so much fun because the owners are so nice, and overall, it was just a really cool place to be. We spent hours here, and in my opinion, it was the highlight of the vacation. I would even go as far as saying it was the best land vacation I had ever taken. David, did you and your family see Orkadine or did you and your family see or go to Orkadine Hove when you were in the Netherlands? Well, I did not. Unfortunately, I don't think we knew about it. Um, we saw stuff I think that was similar to that, but we did not see it. That sounded really cool. And I will be sure if I ever go back there uh, one day, I definitely want to see it because it uh, sounds really fun, as you said. So, and David, and, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, you talk, you talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I heard the countrysides in Amsterdam. I know all of them, as we've been talking about, are really, really interesting. And I also know that there are so many attractions, but can you tell us a little bit about the airport? 
Yeah, the airport, as I'm about to mention, is absolutely incredible. So we're going to talk about the Amsterdam airport now. So we cannot have a podcast episode about Holland and not talk about this. This airport is huge. And when I say huge, trust me, I mean it. This airport is so big that oftentimes it can take you a while to get baggage and other things. For example, when I went on our way to the Netherlands, which generally actually takes less time, it took us over an hour to get our luggage. This airport has almost has won almost 200 awards, so it's not all negative. There's a lot of positive things about it too because of how amazing this airport truly is. This airport has more than just planes as well. Many people actually rely on this airport to take them places because of how many kind of connections that there are in this airport. There's not only airports here um, or cars, but there's trains as well. Um, and cars, as I just said. Another insane fact about this airport is that air traffic control, the actual air traffic control tower, the original, believe it or not, is now a restaurant. I cannot even imagine eating at a restaurant. That's an old air traffic control tower. Maybe one day if I go back, I can definitely try that restaurant. It sounds amazing. This airport also has many cargo planes in addition to passenger planes. And this airport not only has a hotel, but two hotels where after security, you can rest or do whatever you need to do. This airport is a true hidden gem of the country. And I don't say that very often about an airport. If you ever go to the Netherlands, chances are you will find yourself in this amazing airport and enjoy it because you might not ever go back there again. So this airport's amazing overall, but Aaron, what do you think of the fact that not only has this airport won over 200, almost 200 awards, 200, wow, but also the fact that, what did I say, the actual original air traffic control tower is a restaurant? Well, David, I think... It's awesome how it won so many awards and it definitely deserved it because from what I saw in the airport, it is definitely amazing. They do have a ton of trains and I honestly think it's awesome how they turned the old air traffic control center into a restaurant. That's something really unique that you don't see in a lot of airports. And I also find it really cool how they have two uh, airport hotels. Generally speaking, most airports only have at most one and I've never actually heard of an airport that has two airport hotels. And there's only one airport that I haven't, I mean, I haven't been to this, but there's only one airport that I can think of that could beat Amsterdam's airport. And I don't know if we've talked about this in one of our is past it Singapore? episodes. I have no idea, yes. but is it Singapore? It is Singapore. It is Singapore airport. And I've seen pictures. I've seen videos. I've read articles. Singapore airport, y'all have to look it up. It has the most amazing things. It has above ground trains that go all around it. It has man, it has man-made waterfalls. Wow, it is incredible. That looks incredible. You know what, Aaron? I agree with you there, but I have to say besides Singapore airport, because I will agree with you, that looks absolutely amazing. But besides that, I don't think an airport can beat. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, the Netherlands airport is so big. I believe this was Amsterdam's airport. It might have been another one, but I'm pretty, yeah, no, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, I know for a fact it was Amsterdam's airport. It has a whole amusement park. They have like Ferris wheels. They have so many things inside of an airport. You feel like you're at an amusement park, amusement park, not even an airport. So it's honestly, crazy. David, that's how honestly, big it is. David, yeah, it seems amazing and it seems crazy how large it is. 
and it really sucks how we don't get to talk about it in this season because, as we said earlier, this episode this season is primarily going to focus on European countries and top attractions to do there. And unfortunately for us, Singapore is in Asia, so maybe season four we can discuss top attractions in Asia. Oh, maybe next season we can. So we're actually going to start off uh, on season four. Wait, no, we're on season three. Yeah, so we're going to start off on season three about countries that we have been to in Europe. And then after we run out of those, we are just going to go on to some of our favorites and just more countries in Europe. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and do not forget, next weekend, Wednesday, I believe it's the 22nd, we are going to have Lori Vaughn, someone super high up at Royal Caribbean, who's going to talk to us about her life and her job at Royal Caribbean. We're going to ask her a lot of great questions, so please do not forget, Aaron and I have been looking forward to that for a long time, so until next time, bye.